Welcome to the Five Star Life Show, your home for content related to education, parenting, and changing wrong mindsets so you can live a five-star life. I'm your host, Coach Seth. Let's do this. Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my amazing co-host, Coach Mia. Thank you, Seth. We're going to have a great show. Yeah. We've also mic'd up. We've got a special guest. We haven't uh, invited Arnold on the show, but producer Arnold is in the house. He's off screen. If you're joining by our YouTube page at The Five Star Life Show, you know you can actually watch us. You can actually check out the show at YouTube at The Five Star Life. Also, you can listen to this podcast any place that that podcast or streamed. So Arnold, welcome. What is up, Coach Seth? Coach, <laughs> Coach Mia, is it Coach Mia? Yes, Coach Mia. And it sure five, is. And the Five Star Nation. That's nice right. Nice to be with you guys. Awesome. So if you go to our social media pages, like all the stuff that he puts out, the shorts for the show, um, any content on there, it's coming from Arnold. So he's mixing it up, doing a great job. He also is the one that helps uh, film and record all of our video curriculum content. So he Very does talented. it all. Yeah. Great storyteller too, by the way. If you did not have a chance to be a part of our, we did a really special year-end journey this year where we wrote a series of letters about just the stories of transformation of kids' lives through our program throughout the years. And, you know, one of the stories was the story of Spirit, mm-hmm. um, our, our five-star kid with four legs. And Arnold did a phenomenal job ah. of of bringing that letter and then the video behind the letter together. And he f- did some really creative things with our horses and heroes event. So um, you can find that actually um, on our website. There's actually a page devoted to that. You can uh, check that out. Actually, if you didn't get a chance to read those letters, go back and it's worth your while at mm-hmm. fivestarlife.org. Last reminder before we dive in, be sure to like this, uh, share this and subscribe so you don't miss a show. And it's the new year. It's a new year, yeah. and 2024 is here. So excited about the new year. Um, we, we've got a lot to talk about. We, you know, we're, we're in this series um, themed breakthrough uh, that we're teaching, you know, kids from Michigan to Florida how to break through in, um, you know, in, in their relationships, in their motivation. And then we just wrapped up a series talking about how they can break through in their mental health. It is so powerful. That series, it, it is. Uh, it, it was a fun series to to film, and it's going to be really powerful. Actually, right now, a lot of our schools, so we'll have tens of thousands of kids that will be going through that content beginning in January. So they're just stepping into this whole series that we're talking about on air, and um, but it's so interesting because it's a very divisive conversation, actually. So there, there, there are people. Um, who actually I just listened to a, a very intelligent woman who she was presenting at a school board and she was making the case that, you know, mental health should not be discussed in school, which is okay. That's interesting, right? <laughs> yeah. And her, her point was um, we need to get back to the basics of education. 
And the other side of that is all the research that would say kids aren't even in the frame of mind to learn because of all the issues they have going on psychologically, emotionally, socially. And so it, it's, it's so interesting to study this because, you know, we're just for kids. It's like, and we make a practice and a habit of having a pulse on where kids are at. I just, I just got off the Indiana Department of Education dashboard, and I was scrolling through just looking. I'm a total geek. Uh, Mia knows this. Um, but I, I like to look at how, like the numbers, what numbers say about test scores and about mm-hmm. math proficiency and science and language arts, that's the English language and how well we write and speak. And it's just incredible some of the test scores and the proficiency or lack of proficiency. We're talking about local schools and this is not, this is not a bash session, don't get me wrong. But it's alarming to see schools in our community. We have a middle school in our region that 0.06% of the kids are proficient in mathematics. 99.4% of the kids are, they're not, they cannot meet a math standard. They're below the proficiency level. It's crazy. It is crazy. Do you, well, I don't want to get into math, but we changed the way we do math. <laughs> well, it's the new, it's the new math. That's not the only problem with it. But, but we, we look at that and, and, and there's definitely research out there that says, well, we should do better in math. Well, yes, absolutely. But there's also, uh, there's also issues going on where why aren't kids able to learn math? What are the issues? And come to find out, there, there are many reasons for sure. I mean, having enough certified teachers, that will help. Mm-hmm. Instead of somebody that's not certified to teach. But, but there's also this piece of uh, w- when your mindset, if you, if you are raised in a cycle of educational underperformance, you don't believe you can learn. You don't think you should try you come into school behind, so there's this whole domino effect. But according to research, if we can help their mindset, if we can help their attitude, if we can help them latch on to hope that, okay, I'm going to at least put effort in, and I'm going to make progress this year. One of our five slave volunteers, his name was Sam, he came from Africa, and he transferred from Africa, didn't speak English. And they told his, they sat him and his family down and said, uh, you will not, he was a freshman, he was supposed to be a freshman in high school. And they said, you're not, like, your son will not graduate on time. It's going to take him years to catch up. He has to learn the language. And his response was, no, I'm going to graduate on time. So his, even though he was below the proficiency level, even though he wasn't cut out to make it, his mindset was, I'm going to. So he went to night school. He went to tutoring. He did. He was there. He was at school all day and all night c- catching up for four years and all summer. And guess what? He graduated on time. Graduated from college. Is very successful today. My, my point is this. If we can't address this, like, like the psychological issues, the relational, the social, and the mindset and the mental health issues, 
if we can't tap into what motivates human beings to strive, the vicious cycle will just continue. But how many times do you hear the story of a Sam, uh, people that are come from countries that are underprivileged, and they're the ones that have the fight in them, and they have the correct mindset? Well, it wasn't easy for them to get here. So they're here because they fought to get here. That means they want it. What we have is we have a vicious cycle of people who um, there's this entitled mindset of um, they, they don't necessarily want it. They've sunk so low that they believe it's not possible and they're okay with where they're at. So how do you change that? You have to address the root cause, the mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, anyways, this intelligent woman is making this this compelling speech. She's very learned. She's very uh, engaging and even entertaining. But she basically goes so far just to say, we need to ban these kinds of conversations. We don't need to be talking to kids about their feelings. They're not mature enough to handle those conversations. Scary. Well... It's funny because some people listen, look at that and say, exactly, we need to get back to the basics of education, which I agree, let's be rigorous, but let's be both. We have to meet kids and culture where they're at. To just simply just keep driving the bus away from them, mm-hmm. it won't solve the problem. Would you say that we go back to the basics of mental health, like in walking these kids through these series? We go back to the basics of identity of your own human value, of your worth, of what's possible. And we're teaching them what their brain is capable of and what with effort can happen for them. And unfortunately, it's not just one of those messages that you give them at the beginning of the year one time and then they get it and they absorb it. They've had 10 years, 8 years, 14 years of this negative entitled belief. And so that doesn't go away overnight. That's why we have a program that is ongoing weekly throughout the course of the year. And it does need to be discussed. That is going to be the topic of today's show. Buckle up. I encourage you to share this with a friend. You can text somebody. You can uh, reach out to them. But make sure they tune into this. You're not going to want to miss this show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Make sure you tune in at fivestarlife.org. Coach Seth here wishing you a Merry Christmas. And whether you love this time of year or this holiday season is really hard for you, I believe that Five Star Life can help. Our team has put together a series of letters that we're sending out over the holiday season. And if you enjoy this show, you'll love each letter because they're filled with stories of transformation and hope. Each letter is written in a thought-provoking and inspiring fashion, which means it's perfect reading material to read around the Christmas tree with your family and friends. As a matter of fact, we encourage you to have your friends, coworkers, and families join the journey with you, whether you read it aloud together or you simply just pass it along to them. After reading it, take a few minutes to discuss the letter and what you can do to change culture. You can find this series of letters on our website at fivestarlife.org. Again, that's the number five, the word star, life.org. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. So we're talking about mental health. Yes. And like the, I said the basics, but we really, we teach like the root. Like we go back to the root. 
you know, if you want to move the needle in, in your own life um, or in a kid's life, you have to get to those root issues. And so we, we did this seven lesson series on how to break through in your mental health. And, you know, you look at all the data. If you've never been to our website, really want to encourage you to go check it out. And on the homepage, there's a video, a Five Life mission video. In that video, the first minute, 15 seconds, unpacks why we do what we do. I mean, we, we, we have been issued, the Surgeon General issued a, a state of emergency for kids' mental health. <laughs> and so the fact that people are saying we don't need to talk about mm-hmm. it is just like burying your head in the sand. Um, do I believe that everybody's solution to mental health is valid? No. But do you throw out all the productive things that we should be doing? No. Am I... Ad- like advocating for us, you know, having kids sit in a puddle on the floor and, you know, sing Kumbaya. That's not what Five Star Life does. Tools are important. That's what Five Star Life is, is about. That's what our curriculum is about. That's what this app is about, is providing real tools because tools matter. Um, y- you think about anything you want to fix in your house. Uh, when we first bought our house, you know, you don't have any tools, so you can't fix anything. <laughs> you're just true. like, so you like, over the years, you collect all these different tools that are helpful and you have tools and you can fix things really quick. And, you know, what is, you think about like, everybody loves movies. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a movie speak for a second. Who is Thor without his hammer? That's the tool that makes and breaks him, right? Um, who is who is Kobe Bryant or Steph Curry or LeBron James? Le- LeBron, uh, LeBron, no. I'm going to just go with Michael Jordan. Um, I'll skip LeBron. Um, <laughs> who are they without a basketball? The ba- basketball was a tool for them. Um, so, so there's, who is a singer without a mic or a stage? Their tools absolutely matter. And so... This the, the very last lesson in the mental health series that we taught was a tool that is super simple, very powerful, but probably the most difficult or challenging one to grab a hold of and use. And the tool we're talking about that is the number one tool I believe people need to use to break through their mental health is love. That's a good one. What goes to your mind when I say love is a mental health tool? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I believe it. Uh, I think it almost, when you say that, it's, it, there's, people wouldn't take that as like they're having depth to it, but, but it's like, oh, just love. And love has been such a, such a misused mm-hmm. word. We're not talking about like romantic love. We're talking about the, the truest form of unconditional love. And so, you know, at the end of the day, so many people have anxiety, have depression, have so many mental health disorders. And at the root of nearly every one of those people's issues is they lack love. They want to be loved. They want to be seen, to be heard, to be accepted. And they are trying all kinds of ways to then get it. And so there's so many people that are struggling with mental health issues and it, it, they are literally driving themselves mad trying to get love. And what happens is it morphs and transitions into this pursuit of getting, of possessing, which becomes 
a series of manipulation which turns into narcissism and narcissistic behavior where you're trying to get love for yourself to solve your problems. That's deep. You probably need to say that again. (laughs) So one of the number one traits um, of narcissists is depression. And one of the things that also is linked to people's depression is narcissism. I'm not saying it always works that way, Mm -hmm. but it always works the other way. Narcissists are depressed because they're always trying to get something that just eludes them because a narcissist is never truly sad. Even if they get what they want, even if they manipulate the heck out of every person, every situation, they're still unhappy with the outcome, even when they get exactly what they wanted. Well, because they're in the middle of the outcome every time too. Yes. It's all about them. It's all about them. And so the key to break through in our mental health, and again, that's an ex- like narcissism is, is extreme. We're talking about selfishness. And y- you can't, joy and peace and love are directly in opposition to narcissism, right? And they're directly in opposition to, um, to love. I'm sorry, dr- directly in opposition to depression. So, so, so when you think about people who are depressed or anxious, they're not in a state of love or peace. But what they're really highly sensitive to is their need and their problem. So they're wrapped up by their need, mm-hmm. by their problem. And at the end of the day, it's a focus on self. Right, yeah. They're infatuated with how low their situation is, how nobody cares, nobody gives them their time and nobody understands their problem. Even when they try to tell people act like they listen, but they're not really listening because they don't, at the end of the day, give me what I need. It's a depressing place to be. So if you just came through the holidays with people like that, maybe share this, this uh, lesson with them, this show with them, because it, it can be so freeing. So he, here is what, what happens. We become just, just like a swamp, the difference between a lake and a swamp is a lake has a outlet. There is a channel or river flowing into the lake and out of the lake. It stays fresh. A swamp has no outlet. So everything just sits, collects, and stinks. It's exactly what happens to us and why I believe this is a big key issue with people who are depressed and have mental health issues it's because they're so focused on themselves. If you have no outlet to the world, if you're not pouring into your kids and to the people you work with and to the, if you're not spending more time reaching out and serving and helping, there's a good chance that you have very little release and outlet and you will start to collect and it will start to stink. Your life will. You know, it's very interesting because I think more people are in that state than they even realize it. I mean, you do you do your uh, tasks and your to-do list every day, but then when you stop and think about it, it's really like, how do I feel doing that? And you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing this because, you know, they think or, you know, they don't really deserve it, but I'm doing it for them. And you, you know what I mean? It's like I find myself that too, uh, just recently, like going into the holidays, you're just like, it's grump. 
because all you think about is you. Like, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. And I was like, geez, this is not what life's about. And it can be a daily a day-by-day decision. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I can come into, so I have the privilege of working for um, a nonprofit in Five Star Life that is my life's mission and my passion. But I can choose to come into work narcissistic, focused on my work to change the world and what I need to do. And and it's amazing you can get focused on all of my responsibilities mm-hmm. and all my pressure. And before you know it, you are burdened down and anxious and feeling the pressure and the stress and almost depressed about all the work I have to do mm-hmm. instead of coming in and just thinking about what I get to do and all the channels and all the rivers that are out flowing out of the work I do. And it's a game changer and it's just a tweak to our mindset. Mm-hmm. But it also goes back to self-awareness and I mean, you have to understand where you're at. Right. So, and there's this big hang up because we, we think by focusing on self will solve our problems. And that if I can just, I just need more me time and I get it. Some, some of you do need some more, maybe not me time, but margin Mm -hmm. just to refresh and to meditate and to think and to journal and to read and just to be at peace and to re re rethink about 2024 is that that's good but just the selfish thinking that more me time getting what i want is going to solve the problems it's not according to research it doesn't work all right we got to take another break uh share this subscribe to this check this out go to our website in the break we'll be right back after this Five Star Life is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to changing the face of culture by changing kids' mindsets. Since 2005, we've impacted hundreds of thousands of lives thanks to the generous support of individuals, small businesses, corporations, and foundations. Are you interested in helping Five Star Life grow into all 50 states? With your donation or introduction, you can help bring Five Star Life to your community, school, and state. Go to fivestarlife.org and send us an email today. That's F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-L-I-F-E dot O-R-G. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. Easy for me to say. (laughs) And we've got producer Arnold back here. What's up, Arnold? What is up? What's up, Coach Seth? Five Star Nation. That's right. Coach Mia. I like it. So um, (laughs) welcome back. And I just, I want to just pick up where we left off because we're talking about this, this series we're teaching kids not to break through their mental health. And it it is a incredibly powerful session because we're talking about the number one tool kids can grab a hold of and apply if they want to break through. And that's, that's the, the tool of love. And there is such a, lack of love in our society because people are so focused on themselves. And there's a, a YouTuber who, um, he's an influencer named Sam and he, um, stood out on the street, crowded street. And he held the sign up that said, struggling with my m- mental health needs someone to talk to. He had it on a sign and it just shows you know, we'll link this in, in, in this uh, show so you can watch it yourself, but it's 30 seconds long. And there's people just walking past him. 
and he's, he's reaching out for help. And he, he looks disheveled and he looks desperate and tons of people just keep walking past him. And then he flips the board over and on the backside, it says free money. And people just go from walking past him to walking to him. And they don't even really acknowledge him or say, thank you. They just rip money off and keep walking. And he just ends the video by saying, when I'm struggling with my mental health, nobody cares. When I have free money, everybody wants to be my friend. And this right here gets to the heart of what we were talking about in the, in the previous segment, that we live in such a narcissistic society where for, for me to love someone means I have to take my eyes off myself. And the reality is I am, and all the people in the video, they're thinking I'm too busy to listen. I have something to do. I have something to do. It's not my problem. And that is the world we live in. And it's sad. And it doesn't have to be that way. Our world can be big and it can be happy because it, just by taking the time to serve or to listen or to love, it is so powerful. So we then showed another video mm -hmm. of Sam in a third world country, an Asian country, talking to an impoverished man and father who his only transportation is a moped. And he simply asked this guy, hey, could you give me a ride into the city? And they're in a remote place. And this guy gladly says, he's, and he, Sam says, I have no money. Can you give me a ride to the city? And this guy smiles and said, absolutely. Where do you want to go? He gets on his moped and says, get on. Where do you want to go? Just like that. And Sam says, I'm joking. Actually, I don't need a ride, but I do want to give you some money. How much money do you make a week? And he says, or a month. He says, $35 a month. Mm -hmm. How many days a week do you work? He said, every day of the week I work. And Sam says, well, I, I want to help you, and I want to give you, um, I think the guy made uh, 500,000 uh, rubios uh, a month. And he said, I want to give you 3 million rubios. So it's like, you know, it's quite a bit of money for sure. him. Maybe $200 in our, 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 mm. our exchange. This guy, he begins to just, he, he drops to his knees and starts hugging Sam's legs and, and kissing his hand saying, thank you, I can't believe this is, thank, thank you, thank you. And he's just in tears. So grateful that Sam wanted to just do something nice for him. But he... He was willing to do something nice first. Yeah. And you look at you look at him and his family, they just seemed like they had life in their eyes. And and this is the interesting, staggering thing about data. Research shows that America is is at the top of the charts when it comes to mental health issues and depression. How is that possible? One of the most prosperous nations in the history of the world is also leading the world in depression and anxiety and mental health disorders. It just maybe it has something to do with the fact that we are so narcissistic and focused on self. I know it's quiet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am not trying to pick on anybody, but this is, it's just so interesting to me. It is. And I mean, I, 
I was just I just talked about it though, but I just was like kind of going through that in my own life because I would be the first one to say I'm not selfish, and I was like I am so selfish every day, <laughs> you know, like almost every minute I'm selfish. We are naturally inclined to be yeah. selfish, so this is not to beat anybody up or make anybody feel bad. It's just supposed to be a mirror, like hmm. Think about this. Mm-hmm. When you see someone need, what do you do? And, you know, maybe take it a step further and think about how often do I, not just when the opportunity is presented, when somebody asks me for help, but am I proactive in being a solution? Am I being proactive? Do I have proactive rivers and outflows coming out of my being to the world? Because that's where life begins. Mm-hmm. That's where you get the invigoration of life coming in, life going out. That's how we become not these stagnant, stinky swamps, but we become these these life centers. And it's amazing what we can handle. We can handle more inflow that way when we have more flowing out. You know, it's so true. And the couple things that I tried uh, were to really be with somebody, uh, give them my time um, that I felt would support them. And you know, everything in me was like, I don't have time. Like I, you know, and I forced myself to, and it was like the most wonderful moments, you know, to be with that person. And, uh, my life was enriched. Mm. Mother Teresa, uh, would say, you know, love till it hurts Mm. or give till it hurts. And there's something so powerful about, and that's why we, in this lesson, we talked to kids about, you know, it, it, it's, making it like to love someone is to sacrifice, right? To give up something you want to do or give up your money, give up your time, give up your energy in order to help somebody else live a five-star life. That is truly love. That's unconditional love. In other words, we're giving with no expectation of anything in return. And that's, this is the most rarest quality in the universe right now because like you're saying, when I stop and think about how many things I do without expecting anything in return, it's it, it's hard to really look at yourself. Yeah. <laughs> because we're always, it's just, we are a capitalistic society. It's Well, then you add social media and all of this. Because that's where I think of like what kids are look, watching and what they think love is. They think love is just be giving something like a gift, you know, because that's all you mm-hmm. see on social media mm-hmm. is, you know, the most extravagant gift and the way to give the gift. And then you're like, I have nobody in my life that would do that. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, according to research, the number one thing we all need is love. The number one thing we want and we pursue is love. And that's why you see people with all the stuff and all the bling and maybe they have people that give them stuff, but they're still unhappy because what they want is love. And maybe the people in their lives aren't giving them love, they're giving them gifts because what they want and what they need are to, like, maybe too hard for the people around them. Mm. And then maybe that person just fell into this slump where they're a swamp now. I'm not getting loved. And the, the wrong belief is unless, until I get what I need, I can't meet somebody else's need. I have nothing to offer. And it's such a lie and such a great deception. And it goes against our own mental health. It, it, it actually... The starting point is, if you will give love, you will find that you have a reservoir of love. We're, we're born with it. 
There's a, res, there's a, a, a reservoir deep within that when you step out and you start giving, it will just keep coming. You will never run out. It's an unlimited supply. And it's beautiful. So th- this is a this is a powerful conversation, and when I come back, I want to talk about w- why we don't not just this narcissistic behavior, but why maybe because all of us have everybody listening to this has taken steps to love, to sacrifice, to give, to serve, and I think some of us have been shot down or shut down or it didn't go the way we wanted, so that maybe holds us back a little bit too. We'll talk about that right when we come back on the break again. Go to our website, check out, if you missed the year-end letter series, check that out uh, and catch up with that. Coach Seth here, and I want to encourage you to join me this Christmas and holiday season in The Pause. Each year, I spend the last couple months and weeks in focused reflection. Where was my marriage at a year ago? My relationship with my kids? How did our personal and professional goals pan out? Do we have any personal or professional goals? My challenge to you is to select what John Maxwell calls a thinking chair, a place where you can sit uninterrupted and just think. Block several short periods of time where you sit with a journal or notepad and just start by listing everything you're grateful for in 2023. The next time, think about things that went well and things that didn't go well. Use your imagination to think about what changes personally and professionally you want to make. And finally, consider your role in impacting the nameless, faceless, and voiceless kids and families that Five Star Life reaches. Learn more at fivestarlife.org. Welcome back to the Five Star Life Show. I'm your host, Coach Seth, and I'm joined in studio with my co-host, Coach Mia. Thanks, Seth. And producer Arnold is in the house still. What is up, Five Star Nation? All right, so I got to get you to say something other than what's up, Five Star Nation. <laughs> give, give me something else. Like, I'm going to go to you now, Arnold. What thoughts on the show so far? You have any any, any challenges you think it's, like, uh, you know, bogus? You got any, any talking points for me? I mean, I would say at the end of the day, this may be one of the most powerful, impactful messages we can hear, especially going to this new year. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the biggest challenges that society is facing today, especially kids who are looking to reach, not just kids, but everybody, but you know, our focus is on kids. We want to empower them. We want to lift them up. Is mental health. One of the things I love from our most recent curriculum that we've been, go- we've been going over is how you simplify the idea of mental health. It's how we think and it's how we feel about ourselves. We look at society today. Kids don't think or feel great about themselves. Or if they do think and feel great about themselves, it's on a foundation of acquiring stuff mm. of mm. what people think, what other people may think about them. And at the end of the day, that is not a foundation that will set them up for success. It actually leads to quite the opposite. And so one of the things I love about this episode is not only are we looking to help people understand this, to help parents understand this, we're giving them the most powerful tool that they could possibly have. There's not a single more powerful tool than love in navigating life and being successful at life. And so I'm excited to be a part of this. I'm excited to get to listen in. And I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, this next segment. So, Wow. Yeah. Drop Show's the over. Mic. Drop the <laughs> mic. Arnold, producer Arnold's brought the heat. No okay. kidding. That's good stuff. Yeah. So, so why don't we love more, serve more, do more? Um, I, I think because it's hard. I mean, it, it is hard to get our eyes off of ourselves because of the excuses about, I don't have time. Um, I don't know how. 
I don't know how. I'm not sure what to do. You have to, in order to love somebody, you have to step outside of the, like you have to step into the arena. And that goes for even like romantic love. That goes for friendships. Like in order to build friendships, which by the way, those are one of the biggest ways to improve your mental health. Relationships are a big deal. You have to step into the arena Mm -hmm. and it takes some risk. It takes some vulnerability. And so for me, I remember I felt led, this is many years ago, I felt led to give someone $200. And um, it was $200 I didn't have. It was $200 I didn't want to give. And But it was something that you know when you know you're supposed to do something yeah. and you don't want to do it all. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> I was like arguing with myself. I'm like, this is just bad pizza. This is like, what are you thinking? This is dumb. This makes no practical sense. I couldn't find one practical reason to do it that made sense to me, but I did it anyways. And, you know, the the result, it was, <clears throat> the impact on my mental health was amazing. Um, I felt sick to my stomach <laughs> for the next week. <laughs> <laughs> negative impact. <laughs> I didn't feel euphoria. I didn't, there was no oxytocin that, that they say that when you give and when you love, you're supposed to experience these, these endorphins or these hormones like oxy- oxytocin are supposed to course through your brain. You're going to feel amazing. And whoo, they makes you want to do it more. And all I did was felt sick, sick to my stomach because I had $200 less to pay my bills. Yeah. And, um, to make, to make matters worse, the person that I gave the money to didn't even say thank you. Mm. So now I'm just like ticked. <laughs> I'm just like, um, t- I'm irritated. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why did I, what, I, what, what soft part of my soul allowed myself to do this dumb deed that <laughs> thought I was going to feel good and do the right thing. And I thought the heavens were going to part and you know, the voice from heaven was going to say, well done. And the person was going to drop to their knees and yes, hug your legs. <laughs> yes. And kiss my hand and, and the spouse and the little kids would come up and say I was their savior. And, uh, none of that happened. And so it's, it's things like that where when you do the right thing and you don't feel better, there's zero reward <laughs> internally or externally. It's moments like that that I think challenge our, our mindset into saying, that was a waste. Like, yeah, I got to be, I use more wisdom with my money. And I got to pick people that are, I got to qualify people and make sure they're going to be grateful before I do this. I just wasted my money. And thank, thank God I, I do some of the things that I talk about in this show and I process and I kind of drag my thoughts and my feelings into the, in, in the arena and look at them from 360 degrees. And I was able to catch the fact that, dude, you are missing it. That was a great act of love. It, you're not responsible for their response. You're not responsible for anything they could go blow their money on drugs. Uh, I, I wouldn't choose somebody then like that on purpose. Yeah. But it doesn't matter what they do. Right. But it was love because you didn't... Ex- you it, it revealed I was somehow, without even knowing it, subconsciously, I was expecting an ex- some kind of reward. Mm-hmm. Which was wild. I'm like, I was... I didn't even know. Kind of like what you said before. Yeah. I didn't even know, but I was expecting a reward. it's It's crazy it is crazy i'm like what is wrong with me i know but then you have the people like my husband's so good at that he's he just can like chalk it up like you know what i i felt like i was supposed to give you know what if they didn't receive it or do it you know how i wanted them to you know feel that's on them that's not on me 
And that is, that is a healthy place to be, a mature place to be. But it's taken me a while to get there. Oh, my gosh. Not many people can go there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the encouraging news for this show. It's like, if you're, not, if you're more like me, and with the story I just told, if you're more at that point, mm-hmm. it's okay. But at least step into the arena, face it, start to do it, and start to realize how selfish you really are, and become self-aware so you can nip that in the bud and step into generosity and step into love. And it's amazing how all the pressure is released when all I have to do is, is live a life of love and excellence and I, I don't have to necessarily worry about, worry about what people do with it. Right. And what happened is somehow I feel more full, more alive, more invigorated. And it's amazing how that just attracts all kinds of extra resources to even be a bigger source of love. Sometimes I even take it a step further, though. It's, it's when I... Have, start having those feelings like, oh my gosh, they didn't weren't very grateful. Then I'm like, you know what? I better be grateful mm. every time somebody blesses me and mm-hmm. does something for me. Yeah. Because, you know, it goes back to, you know, want to treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's, again, this is part of the problem because we're, we have so much abundance. It, it, having an overabundance can create an apathy of gratitude. Like we become very slow to be, it's kind of like, yeah, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like I, we can do yeah. that so easy. Yep. Um, so, and again, this is time because many of you probably just experienced all of this <laughs> over the holidays. Yep. So uh, I, I just want to wrap this up. Do you have any final thoughts, Arnold, Mia? Yeah, I mean, great show, great episode. Um, I mean, again, we're talking about mental health. We're talking about love. And going to the new year, I really do believe that if people take this message to heart, extract the principles that we're trying to share you have you've given a ton of examples you've talked about all kinds of sams i think there's like yeah there were there are like five <laughs> there's so many different examples from a sam you know i think that I, I believe that if our listening audience you know really takes this and applies it then not only are they in a position to set themselves up to have a great year but the people in their sphere their kids you know their colleagues at school just whatever it is um I think, I think I think it's a great episode for them. So, And this is special to me because uh, every year I pick like a word or something as kind of my own theme that I want to learn more about or practice. And um, last year it was love. So so I'm, it's kind of fun to watch. Like I started my year with love and kind of ended and going into the next year in love too. It's been at the top of my mind. So I've been learning a lot about it. I encourage you to do the same thing. Um, Mia? Gosh, it's, I mean, I don't know. I agree with Arnold. It was a great episode. It's a great time of the year to look at yourself. And, you know, who do you want to be in 2024? And I want to encourage, you know, we have some listeners that have reached out and have said, I go through this show with my kids every week. And I just think, what a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe this year is the year that you turn back time where you used to sit around the radio or sit around the TV and do, watch something together, but do something and watch something that's actually educational and, and, and engaging and that you can actually 